your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 357 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. We've got a new podcast that will help get you hockey smart. The Crosscheck Podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on ice. Follow the Crosscheck Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And today, I wanted to kind of dive back into a topic that we've gotten into a little bit very briefly. We've kind of just skimmed over it a couple of times over the past, uh, really the past couple of months, even just a couple of uh, weeks into the regular season is probably when we first started talking about it. But that is this idea that I've kind of had, and I don't think I'm alone here. I think certainly other people have floated this idea out there as well. But the idea is that the Rangers should re-sign Mika Zibanejad right here and right now. And I'm going to kind of lay out all the reasons behind this. First of all, for some context here, Mika Zibanejad, for anyone who might not be aware, is set to become an unrestricted free agent after this upcoming season. And I think, I really get the feeling his numbers are going to shoot right back through the roof next season to where they typically are. He obviously had a bout with COVID this past offseason, and it clearly affected his play going into the regular season. And that's, I believe, why his numbers, though they were very impressive by the end of the season, weren't quite as high as we were expecting out of Mika Zibanejad. And I just feel like if the Rangers wait around and they allow next season to play out, and they then try to re-sign Mika Zibanejad after next season ends, it's going to cost them significantly more, not to mention the fact that Mika Zibanejad will be an unrestricted free agent at that time. And of course, He'll be at the point where he can listen to offers from other teams, and so the Rangers would have to contend with other teams around the NHL as as well, whereas right now, they have obviously exclusive rights to talk to Mika Zibanejad about some kind of a contract extension. No other team is obviously able to uh, get in touch with him about that topic. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that this could go. First of all, I just wanted to point out the fact that Mika Zibanejad might not be quite as old as people think. I mean, it seems like he's been in the NHL for a long time because he has. In fact, this was his 10th season in the NHL that he just completed this past year when the Ranger regular season concluded. But Mika Zibanejad is only 28 years old, and he won't be 29 until next April. So if you could get Mika Zibanejad signed to, say, maybe like a five-year deal— then you're looking at a situation where he would have only just turned 34 when the contract ends. That's really not too bad. It's not like he's going to be ancient. It's not like he's going to be pushing 40 and the wheels are going to be falling off and it's going to be a disaster. I really don't think that will be the case. You know, maybe he slows down a little bit by the end of the contract, but I have no reason to believe that Mika Zibanejad won't still be a very productive player at the very least if the Rangers were to, say, do a five-year contract that would expire when he, you know, again, just turned 34. And just to kind of illustrate the tale of two seasons that it truly was for Mika Zibanejad, I want to throw a stat at you guys that really might blow your mind. I mean, I think we all know, anyone who paid attention to this team whatsoever over this past season, pretty well aware of the fact that Mika was a far better player for the New York Rangers at the end of the season than he was in the beginning of the season. But again, let's just kind of divide the season in half, not quite in half, but we're going to take a look at his first 25 games versus his last 
31 games. So in his first 25 games, Mika Zibanejad had a grand total of just three goals and six assists. And everybody's kind of scratching their head. What's going on with Mika Zibanejad? Does he need to change lines? Do the Rangers need to drop him down the lineup? Does he need to shoot the puck more? Does he need to just be more aggressive? What's going on? What's the deal here? Why is his game suddenly falling off of a cliff? And I think now, you know, especially going by some comments that Mika Zibanejad made when the season was over, pretty obvious that he was being affected uh, both physically and mentally by COVID. We're going to talk about that more in just a second here. But again, it's crazy. A guy who last season was one of the 10 best players in the NHL, I would say, after 25 games this season, has, again, just a total of three goals and six assists. And toward the end of these first 25 games that I'm highlighting here, Mika actually started to slightly pick it up. So, I mean, his offensive production was completely non-existent in the first few weeks of this season. So, again, first 25 games, Mika has three goals, six assists. In his last 31 games, and this started on March 13th, which probably not coincidentally, is right around the time when the Rangers got really hot and really were one of the better teams in the league down the stretch. Of course, the last six games notwithstanding. But March 13th through the end of the season, again, this is a 31-game stretch. Mika Zibanejad lit the lamp 21 times and dished out 20 assists. So Mika racked up 41 points in his final 31 games. That's the real Mika Zibanejad. And the reason I know this is that this is the player that he was throughout the entirety of last season. And he, again, is someone that, I can't stress this enough, all 10 years that he's been in the league, he's been a better player every single season than he was the season prior. And the only exception to that is that this season, obviously he wasn't quite as good as the season before it, but the season before it, he set the bar really high. Just an absolutely phenomenal campaign. And once again, he might have very well reached uh, the levels that he was at last season had it not been for his bout with COVID. But, you know, again, you put all of his stats together this season, and Mika Zibanejad has 24 goals and 26 assists for a total of 50 points in 56 games. And once again, Mika confirmed after the season that having COVID definitely played a role in his slow start. I don't have the exact quote in front of me right now, so I'm obviously paraphrasing here, but Mika basically said it affected him physically, it affected him mentally, but that he didn't want to use that as an excuse. And that's completely understandable. It's obviously a very deadly disease that affects a lot of different people in a lot of different ways, and just glad that Mika was able to get through it and get back to playing hockey and eventually turn back into the player that we all know and love. And by the way, something that has really not been talked about enough by me or really anyone covering this New York Ranger team, Mika Zibanejad was one of only three New York Rangers to play in all 56 games this season. The guy who had COVID and the guy who was affected physically and affected mentally, once again by this horrible disease, this guy did not miss a single game. He could have begged out of the lineup for a game or two when you know he was struggling and not feeling so good early in the season, and he didn't do that. He gutted it out, and honestly, I'll take my chances with a less than 100% Mika Zibanejad rather than going with a 100% Brett Howden. And I'm not just taking a shot at Brett Howden for no reason here. That's who the Rangers had centering the top line in training camp when Mika Zibanejad was still absent. So if Mika didn't get back for the start of the season, we very well may have had a top line on opening night of Brett Howden centering Chris Kreider and Pavel Buchnevich. But Mika, once again, he got back toward the end of training camp. He was in there for opening night, did not miss a single game the entire season. And I think that's something that he's probably not getting enough credit for when you consider that he had this horrible disease and was clearly affected by it in one way or another. Another reason why I think the Rangers should kind of pounce now when it comes to potentially re-signing Mika Zibanejad, look, I don't want to mess with anyone's money, and I realize all these NHL players, they're doing pretty well for themselves. Even the guys making the league minimum are making six figures. But all that said, 
you, me, everyone we know, I don't think there's too many of us out there who have ever been asked if we would like a pay raise at our job and have ever turned it down. I don't think any of us have ever said thanks but no thanks to that question. So again, I don't want to mess with Mika Zibanejad's money, but if you're the Rangers, again, he's coming off of a season 50 points in 56 games, which I think is less production than we would have gotten out of Mika Zibanejad had he been healthy the entire season. So the time is now to extend Mika Zibanejad because if you're the Rangers and you start negotiating right here, right now, you might be able to save yourself a little bit of money as far as you know the annual cap hit. I think maybe Mika at this point, if you went to Mika Zibanejad, who has been making, I believe, $5.35 million. I will confirm that a little bit later when we dive into you know his current contract versus what he could end up making whenever he gets a new deal from whatever team it might be. But if you're Mika Zibanejad and the Rangers come to you and they offer you, say, I don't know, seven and a half or $8 million a year for the next five years, I think that would be pretty tough to turn down. I mean, I'm, I'm not a mind reader. Maybe Mika thinks he can do better than that. Maybe Mika's even open to the idea of playing somewhere else. But I don't know. If I'm Mika Zibanejad and I know that I've got maybe $40 million coming to me over the next five seasons, I think I'd sign up for that. You know, it's a significant pay raise over what he's making now. And I just checked, he is currently making $5.35 million per year. That will also be his salary next season. And again, you know, it's New York is a place where Mika's found a lot of success. He's obviously kind of spread his wings here and become the player that the Ottawa Senators thought they were drafting when they took him number six overall, all the way back in 2011. Obviously, he comes to the Rangers by way of the Derek Broussard trade. And, you know, he's really kind of hit his potential and become just a fantastic player in this league. And again, I think if you're the Rangers, it only makes sense to pounce now because if you wait and you allow him to play out the last year of this contract and he hits free agency, then you're going to be up against a lot of other teams. You're going to end up paying him a lot more money if you end up hanging on to him. Now, there might be some Ranger fans out there who are completely fine with letting Mika Zibanejad walk. I wouldn't be so quick to do that given the enormous success that he's had with the New York Rangers. I know a lot of people are perhaps excited about the idea of bringing in Jack Eichel. We're going to talk about that and just kind of compare and contrast Jack Eichel with Mika Zibanejad in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So we're going to get into the Mika versus Eichel comparisons in just a minute here. But one other thing that I wanted to toss out in favor of re-signing Mika Zibanejad and doing it right here and right now is the leadership, the intangibles that he brings to the ice. He has emerged as one of the leaders in that locker room. And believe it or not, Mika Zibanejad, now along with Pavel Buchnevich, tied for the, the two of them are tied as the second longest tenured Ranger on the entire team. Obviously, Chris Kreider, the longest tenured Ranger, and Kreider could be in the mix for the captaincy, but so could Mika Zibanejad. And 
I don't think the race for the Ranger captaincy, if you want to call it a race or whatever you want to call it, has ever really been as wide open as it is right now, especially when you consider the fact that the Rangers are bringing in a new head coach. And if it's John Tortorella, if it's Jared Gallant, if it's Bob Hartley, if it's Bruce Boudreaux, if it's Mike Babcock, whoever it might be, they might favor a certain player. They might want a veteran. They might want to give it to one of the young kids. They might want to give it to a tough guy. They might want to give it to one of their uh, biggest scoring threats. But the bottom line is, I think no matter who the coach is, you got to figure Mika Zibanejad is at least going to be in the running. Now, I mentioned in the past that I think the longer the Rangers go without a captain, the more that it probably hurts Kreider and Mika, simply because if they were going to make one of those two guys the captain, you, you would think that it probably would have happened by now, uh, at least coming into this last season, one of them would have gotten the C. But now, once again, that the Rangers are going to be under totally new leadership. I mean, Jeff Gordon and JD, I don't know how much they would... Uh, be involved in determining the next Ranger captain, even if they were still in their respective positions. But now you got Chris Jury in there as the president and the GM. And before long here, we're also going to have a new head coach. So Mika Zibanejad, if his chances were down of becoming the captain, they could be back up. And even if he's not the captain, he's still one of the other statesmen in the room. You got to figure he'll at least wear the A at the very least. And will continue to be, you know, one of the guys kind of steering the ship there for the New York Rangers. But Let's go ahead, dive into the Mika Zibanejad versus Jack Eichel comparisons because I know there's a lot of people out there who really, really want the Rangers to come with some kind of a package to trade for Jack Eichel. And I totally get it. He's an exciting young player, just 24 years old. The fact that he's put up the kind of numbers that he's put up while playing six seasons for the Buffalo Sabres is really nothing short of remarkable. And players this good, they don't readily become available all that often, especially at such a young age where they can just seemingly be had in a trade package. Now, before we really get into you know this comparison, though, I do want to mention, obviously, what I'm sure a lot of us are very well aware of. Jack Eichel suffered a herniated disc in his neck that ended his season on March 7th. And first and foremost, all the best to Jack Eichel. Anytime you're talking about a neck injury, it's no joke. Uh, but all of this has led to some contention between Eichel and the Sabres. Eichel wanted to have surgery. The Buffalo doctors have seemingly been against it. They want him to rehab instead. Uh, the doctors on the Sabres apparently have reasoned that the surgery that Eichel wants is experimental. And to the knowledge of just about everyone, it has not been performed on any athlete in any of the big four sports in the United States. But I don't know. It's always been just kind of a weird relationship between Eichel and the Sabres. It seems like his name pops up every now and then in trade talk. Every couple of weeks, we're, we're talking about this. And this has been going on for a couple of years. So I just don't ever get the feeling that it's something that's always just seemed to be off between Eichel and that franchise. And it seems to be coming to a head. It feels like maybe now more than ever, Jack Eichel really is going to get traded in this offseason. But I want to talk to you guys about this. If we bring in Jack Eichel, but we lose Mika Zibanejad in free agency after this season, have we really gained all that much? Now, of course, the biggest point that the Jack Eichel supporters and the, the people that really want to trade for Jack Eichel are going to make is the age difference, or um, that's among one of the biggest arguments that they would make, I would imagine. Uh, Jack Eichel, 24 years old. He'll be 25 in October. Mika is 28, as we said. So Eichel is about three and a half years younger than Mika Zibanejad. And it's funny because this kind of reminds me of the trade that brought Mika Zibanejad to the Rangers. Now, granted, this would not be a trade that is made between the Sabres and the Rangers where Mika Zibanejad goes to Buffalo and Jack Eichel comes to the Rangers. I don't think they would do that. I don't know why the Buffalo Sabres, who are looking to rebuild, would be interested in somebody who is on an expiring contract, but I guess crazier things have happened. I mean, the Sabres do some strange things. But it kind of reminds me, like I said, 
of when the Rangers moved Derek Broussard to the Ottawa Senators in exchange for Mika Zibanejad. Because at the time, I think Derek Broussard was still the slightly better player, but he was also five years older than Mika Zibanejad. And it seemed pretty certain that in due time, Mika Zibanejad, his he would come into his prime and Derek Broussard would start to slow down a little bit. And both of those things have definitely happened. And Mika Zibanejad now by far uh, the superior player of the two. But to kind of make this move, you know, trade for Jack Eichel and then presumably let Mika Zibanejad walk in free agency, it's kind of a similar situation. I think right now they're fairly comparable, but the Jack Eichel truthers, I'm sure, could make a pretty compelling case that in due time, uh, Jack Eichel will be the superior player, especially when you consider the fact that he'll be leaving the Buffalo Sabres and going to the Rangers, where you got to figure his numbers are only going to increase. So I get it from that perspective. And again, it is very tempting. I'd love to see Jack Eichel play on the New York Rangers, but... Again, if you bring in Jack Eichel and you let Mika walk, the issue that's kind of plagued this team, I don't want to say plagued, but it's an issue that's definitely affected this team, the fact that the Rangers are thin at center, that's still going to be an issue because Jack Eichel will be here, yes, but Mika Zibanejad will be gone, and that doesn't even take into account the fact that Ryan Strom is also entering the walk year of his contract. He's entering the final season, and he's an unrestricted free agent after next year as well. So... Even if you bring in Eichel, you could still end up pretty thin at the center position. I know people are going to mention Morgan Barron, and you know Barron can play center. I think the Rangers mostly had him at the wing these last couple of games that he played for them at the end of the season here. So Barron's an option. You know, Philip Heedle is still there. Although with Heedle, I mean, I almost want to see him move to the wing because he struggles so much in the faceoff circle that it's getting to the point that I don't want to see him out there taking faceoffs. But yeah, I mean, look, it's a position where the Rangers are obviously going to have to get a little bit better, and obviously bringing in Jack Eichel would do a lot to help you, and I think in a perfect world, maybe you find a way to both re-sign Mika Zibanejad and also bring in Jack Eichel via a trade. I mean, you're going to be really up against the salary cap if you do all those things, and it could handcuff you as far as some other moves that you might be looking to make if you're the Rangers, but I think it's something that's at least doable. And i uh, going to make one more point about this whole Jack Eichel versus Mika Zibanejad situation in just a second here, and also just going to share a couple of quick thoughts about the Stanley Cup playoffs, which are obviously now underway. Going to be doing all that in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. All right, so one more angle that I wanted to look at as far as the whole Mika Zibanejad versus Jack Eichel situation and trying to figure out if there's a way that the Rangers can have both of these guys on the team at the same time. I mean, I think that's probably a perfect scenario for a lot of us Ranger fans if the Rangers can somehow do a deal with the Sabres but also keep Mika Zibanejad in the fold. And then you've got your two top six centers for many, many years to come if that's indeed the case. And the Rangers do have a lot of cap space this offseason, and that's something that we will dive into in greater detail in a future episode. But for now, Going to just continue to kind of compare and contrast Mika and Jack Eichel. Here's one other big, big point that I want to make as it pertains to, you know, if you can only have one of these guys or the others. And I will admit, Jack Eichel, phenomenal young player, and his career trajectory probably looking a little bit better than Mika's right now, simply because Eichel is, you know, 
three and a half years younger, although I would argue that Mika Zibanejad will likely continue to be a very, very good player going forward. But here's another aspect that you have to consider. For all the pro Jack Eichel people, here's something about Jack Eichel that you have to keep in mind. If you trade for Jack Eichel and you're the Rangers, fair to say you're going to have to give up a significant amount to acquire him, and it might be worth it. Jack Eichel, again, already a proven superstar in this league. He's accomplished all that he's accomplished while playing for a perennial cellar dweller in the Buffalo Sabres, and it would certainly seem like his best days are ahead of him. But facts are facts. You're going to be giving up a lot to bring in Jack Eichel via a trade, whereas re-signing Mika Zibanejad doesn't cost you anything except for however much money you're going to pay him. Now, Mika's an unrestricted free agent after next season, as we mentioned, and I do expect him to get, you know, a pretty nice raise on his current $5.35 million salary, but I don't think he's going to get $10 million per year, Mika's abandoned. Whether the Rangers end up re-signing him or whether he ends up leaving as a free agent and signed somewhere else, I don't think he's getting $10 million. That's what Jack Eichel is getting, and that's what Jack Eichel is getting every single season from now until 2025-2026. And again, on one hand, you might say that it's worth it, but it is a lot. It's a lot to take on. And if the Rangers do end up trading for Eichel, keep in mind, they're going to be giving up some combination of prospects, draft picks, probably at least one or two Rangers that are already on the NHL roster. You could see somebody like Pavel Buchnevich go to Buffalo. You could see somebody like Keandre Miller go to Buffalo. Maybe even Capo Caco. I mean, crazier things have happened. I don't think that the Rangers would want to do this deal if it involved either Lafreniere or Caco, but you know what? If you're trading for Jack Eichel and there's going to be other suitors, other teams are going to be trying to acquire Jack Eichel as well. So you're going to have to fend off other teams that are trying to give Buffalo a trade package. I don't think they would trade Lafreniere or Caco, but I don't think that it can be ruled out. So you're going to be giving up a lot and you're also taking on his $10 million contract if you trade for Jack Eichel. If you re-sign Mika Zibanejad, you give up nothing and you likely end up paying less than $10 million a season. I think Mika probably ends up getting probably $8 million a season. You know, maybe they get the Rangers could do something for like seven and a half million. Just kind of comparing and contrasting to other contracts, other players around the league. I think seven and a half or eight million might be about right for Mika Zibanejad. Maybe he gets more, maybe he gets less. Impossible to say for sure. But again, either way, you will be paying Mika Zibanejad less money than you'd be paying Jack Eichel, and you would also be giving up far, far less. You, you just have to resign Mika. You don't have to give up any prospects. You don't have to give up any draft picks. You don't have to give up any uh, players that are already on the New York Rangers. You'd have to give up some combination of all those things to get Jack Eichel. I'm not one of those people. I'm not sitting here saying, don't get Eichel, don't get Eichel, don't get Eichel. Uh, again, maybe there's a way to have both of these guys on the team beyond next season when Mika will be a free agent. But as far as it, what it will take to bring in Jack Eichel versus what it would take to keep Mika Zibanejad, Pretty substantial difference and just something that I think all of us should keep in mind going forward. Again, I am I would love to have Jack Eichel on the Rangers, but I don't know that I'm willing to give up two first-round picks, plus Capo Caco, plus Keandre Miller, plus Pavel Buchnevich, if the alternative is just hanging on to Mika Zibanejad. And again, those two players have been fairly comparable over the last few seasons. I realize we got to sort of grade Jack Eichel on a curve the fact that he's been playing with the Buffalo Sabres, but we also got a great Mika Zibanejad on the curve a little bit last season because he was overcoming COVID. It all kind of brings me back to my initial point that I think Mika Zibanejad is somebody that the Rangers really might want to consider looking to extend this offseason rather than, once again, letting it get to the end of next season. You know he'll be motivated next season because, you know, whether it's hockey or any other sport, I mean, this probably happens less than hockey because I think hockey, you get just about the best of nearly every player on a night-in and night-out basis, at least more so than you do in a lot of the other major sports. But with that said, 
players are going to be motivated when they're in a contract year. And again, I just think Mika Zibanejad is going to light it up next season and it will prove more costly to re-sign him after the end of next season than it will right here, right now. So if I'm Drury, if I'm Glenn Sather even, if I'm any member of the Rangers front office, I want to at least uh, open some dialogue with Mika Zibanejad and maybe talk him into sticking around and signing some kind of a contract extension this offseason. Shifting gears here, I did want to talk at least a little bit about the Stanley Cup playoffs thus far. Obviously, we're underway. It started on Saturday with a game between the Bruins and the Capitals, then we had three games on Sunday, and I believe it was another three games yesterday, and it's been great. You know, as a Ranger fan, and you guys can probably relate to this, obviously the Stanley Cup playoffs are absolutely phenomenal, but it is always a little bit of a bummer any season that the Rangers don't qualify, because as great as the Stanley Cup playoffs are, it's just that much better when your team is in it, and obviously the Rangers are not participating this season, so it is a little bit of a letdown, and anytime that's the case where the Rangers miss the playoffs, I'm usually like a day or two late to the party when it comes to the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, I wasn't going to watch on Saturday, because the only game was Capitals-Bruins, and the thought of actually having to root for one of those teams is absolutely nauseating. So I had no interest in watching that game. And then even Sunday, I didn't really watch any of the games then either. Caught a little bit here and there, but not a whole lot. And then yesterday, I really kind of locked in. The game that really had my attention more than any was the Avalanche against the Blues. The intensity was just off the charts. You had a fight. Uh, Shen put a questionable hit on... Miko Rontanen, and then Gabriel Landeskog fought Shen, so that was uh, just a complete melee between those two players. The Avalanche could absolutely fly, and just a very, very intense game, and that's only game one, so I highly recommend that playoff series to anybody who didn't catch it. I did see a little bit of the Wild against the Knights the other day as well. The Wild won one nothing in overtime, and our old buddy Cam Talbot pitched a shutout. Stopped all 42 shots that he faced, and our old buddy also, Matt Zuccarello, was out there, and he was noticeable. The little that I saw this game, I didn't see a ton, and obviously, look, there was only one goal scored, so it's not like anybody on either one of these teams was exactly stuffing the score sheet, but Zuccarello was noticeable out there. He was active on the puck and uh, created a couple of scoring chances, actually sprung one of his teammates on a partial breakaway, getting pretty late in the third period there. So, like I said before, you know, if you guys missed it, I think I'm pulling for the Minnesota Wild in the playoffs this season. Just the very simple fact that they have two former Rangers who I was a huge fan of both of these guys. I mean, who doesn't love Matt Zuccarello if you're a New York Ranger fan? And even to a lesser extent, Cam Talbot. I know he wasn't here for that long, but he did a fantastic job anytime he had to step in there for Henrik Lundqvist. So go wild. I'm definitely looking forward to watching them again tonight. They play the Knights pretty late. I think it starts at either 10 or 10.30. But uh, yeah, they'll be my playoff team, at least for the time being. And uh, definitely looking forward to catching some more Stanley Cup playoff action. We will continue to talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs a little bit on here. I want to keep most of the focus on the Rangers. But obviously, if there's a former Ranger who does some of note or if there's just something crazy that happens at a certain game we'll get to that too because I know I can't be the only person I, I know we all want the Rangers to be in the Stanley Cup playoffs but I can't be the only person uh that is a member of the locked on New York Ranger family that's watching the Stanley Cup playoffs right now so I will talk about it a little bit from time to time and then the only other bit of news for today and this is something that we're going to talk about in much more detail tomorrow but just now seeing that Chris Kreider is a nominee for the King Clancy Memorial Trophy Award and beginning in the 1987-1988 season, the award has been given annually to the player who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice and who has made a significant humanitarian contribution to his community. Uh, the winner is chosen by a special panel of representatives from the Professional Hockey Writers Association and the NHL Broadcasters Association. The only other Ranger to win this award was Adam Graves back in 1993-1994. And of course, that was a season where the Rangers broke the 54-year curse and won the Stanley Cup. 
But like I said, uh, we're just scratching the surface here. Chris Kreider couldn't think of a more deserving person. He's obviously very charitable, uh, spends a lot of time, has done some work with the Garden of Dreams Foundation, uh, works with kids in the area, and you can tell that it really means a lot to him. Every time he... Uh, he talks about it. It seems like he's almost, you know, getting emotional and, and kind of fighting back tears a little bit. Chris Kreider, truly one of the good guys in this game. And like I said, couldn't go to a more deserving individual. And we're going to talk about this in much more detail in tomorrow's episode. But definitely just wanted to at least mention it here at the end of today's episode. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, it is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.